I just noticed that um, Lydia's dad is here. Pastor, how are you? Listen, I, I can't let you just sit there today. I am sorry. This man has invited me up to his hometown, invited me to a men's retreat, and I couldn't go because we had just restarted Bible school. Sir, I respect you and honor you. I'd love for you to come forward. Would you do that and say a few words to the church? Come on. Which mic would I use? No? Okay. Come on up. That's all right. That's all right. I love you. So good to see you. So good to see you. This man's doing a great work. He's doing a great work. You know, uh, Lydia and Joe were coming here for about uh, two and a half months, and this was, what, four or five years ago? Yeah. So they had gone to a lot of churches and went to a lot of places, and... Uh, I didn't want to see my daughter leave us from beautiful, snowy, northeastern Ohio. But uh, she said, well, Dad, what do you think? <coughs> I said, well, there's two things I observed more than anything. I said, that man loves Jesus, and he says he loves you, and you'll do fine in that <laughs> church. You'll do fine in that church. You know, this morning uh, when I was reading and studying, can you put up... Uh, Proverbs 25, 25. Praise God. Unless someone, I don't have my Bibles packed to go back to Ohio today. But, uh, you know, we have, one thing I love about Pastor Rob is our conversations about the Lord. Yeah. We may, he may mock me because I'm still in snowbound, freezing northeastern Ohio. <laughs> but we love to talk about Jesus. And you yeah. know what's so wonderful? We'll be together forever. Amen. See, this doesn't end. We don't die. Amen. This is the, is the body that we drive around in. It's the vehicle that God gave us to travel in, what we like and taste. But the real person is on the inside. Absolutely. We never die. We hang out forever. Yeah. And if you die before the rest, you just go on vacation and we'll join you later. Get the condo ready for the rest of us so we can come on vacation forever. <coughs> so this morning, like cold water... Yes. To a weary soul is good news from a distant land. And I want to bring that good news today is Jesus Christ. Absolutely. You know, I'm a rich man. My daughter sings and worships. My other daughter sings and worships. My two sons minister in the church. Praise God. They have beautiful spouses. They're, my grandkids are great. They serve the Lord. How rich am yes. I? Amen. I'm a wealthy Amen. man. I'm a wealthy Amen. You can have all the money in the world. You can travel at any whim and have anything you want. But to have your children walk with the Lord. It's the You're greatest. You're a rich man. You are rich. Amen. You know, I could die today and I feel good because they have Jesus Christ. They'll do fine. You know, we're living in a different time, even America. And the only way this Antichrist can take over is through America and Israel. Yeah. And so this place has to be destroyed that he can rule and reign. 
But God said that even the very elect, if the days were not shortened, mm. what's coming on this earth, none of us will make it. And that's a promise to you and I. God knows exactly what he's doing and when to take us out of here. You just serve him day after day after Amen. day and you'll be fine. See, so many times people have a bad report. We all fall prey to it. We got to tell someone bad news. We got to say, someone, someone's doing this in the music ministry. Oh, did you see what happened in the children? Did you see what's going on in here? Did you see Pastor Rob, how handsome he is? <laughs> but see, good news. Amen. Bring good news to the church. Did you see how great what's going on in the children's ministry? Do you see, I'll tell you, I wept the whole time during worship and praise. I love to be in the presence of the Lord. It's a great thing. You know, Jesus taught those disciples. He had a wash basin, and I teach on this, and a towel over his shoulder. Even Peter said, Lord, what are you doing? You have, and he said, listen, if I don't do this, then you can't come into the kingdom. He said, wash my head and my whole body. You know what happens? You go to work, things called life. You may be mama home with three or four kids. I watch Shannon and Jesse chase them three boys. Man, am I glow mine are married and grown up. <laughs> Have kids when they're young, believe me. And even the children today go to school, F-bombs from kindergarten and foulness and lust. And so you walk in that door of that house, and all you want to do is to be hugged and loved by your spouse. So what do you do? You go like you walk in the door and said, honey, I thought you were going to get that finished. And or she says, how many times are you going to still do that? And you start fighting. Or the kids walk in the door, I told you to pick up those book bags. All somebody wanted to do is get a kiss and a hug and say, honey, I love you. Kids, I love you. Now pick up them stinking book bags and bring them in where you're supposed to. People, you'll get done more with love. It says in Proverbs, the virtuous woman had the law of kindness in her mouth. It's a law. When I got to get something done because of whatever business or life, and I know I've got to get an exception or something done. Hey, where are you from? Oh, we're out of Albuquerque. Well, how's it like down there? Hey, we're in the snow. You start being kind. Even when you have a complaint that's legitimate about what's going on, you start with kindness. It's a law. It disarms people. It makes them start saying, not only am I going to do this for you, sir, I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to give you a free year of this. Because it started with a law of kindness. You'll get more done with love. People say, I have nothing to offer. I can't sing, and believe me, I cannot sing. I didn't want to take all the talent in the house, so I let my daughters be able to sing because I didn't want to take everything. But you have the greatest gift. You have love. You've got Jesus Christ. 
You don't want to beat someone in the head with the Bible to bring them to Jesus Christ. You love them. First of all, if you're going to be a hypocrite, don't even tell them you know Jesus. Save us. Make it easier for the rest of us. Make it easier for the rest of us. But live your life under Christ. You, sh you, you could be strong in Christ, absolutely. But you're the kindest one in the building. You're the most generous one in the building. You're the most loveless one in the building. You're the one who's most easily to be entreated in the building. But you're powerful in Christ, on your knees. You're the, you have weapons that no one on this earth has. You can move mountains. You can say unto that mountain, be thou removed and cast in the sea in the name of Jesus Christ. You are the most powerful creatures on the earth. You live in the world and you live in the spirit. You have power on earth and in heaven. Normally, I'm a teacher. I got scripture after scripture after scripture. I am out of my context. <laughs> you know, I love the Lord. I do. See, the thing is, your fulcrum and lever is your salvation. I wasn't raised. I was Italian, raised Italian. They didn't know the Lord. Both my mom and dad were in heaven. No, I led them to the Lord late in their life. But I knew the Ten Commandments, and I broke every single one of them. Every single one of them. Come back from being out west, start going down the YMCA to play basketball and work out. I'm still lean and mean, mobile, agile, and hostile. That is most men sad. <laughs> Guys were telling me about Jesus. I knew it was right. Totally delivered of drugs, alcohol, foul mouth, lust, instantly out to four in the morning, doing everything under the sun. Walked out of there, never even bothered by it again. Started reading my Bible and consuming it day after day after day. See, if he did that in my life, he could do anything in my life. And yet we feel like some days we're the dumbest thing to walk around in a pair of shoes. We feel, like I tell people in the church, I said, one day you'll get up, man, you're running on all eight cylinders, all 465 horsepower. You've just got it with Jesus you're telling people about the Lord. Everything you believe, you're just running. The next day you get up, not one thing changed in your life. And you feel oppressed and depressed and defeated. He is a liar. See, if he can oppress you and depress you and steal your joy, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. He wants to take it from you. Then you have no power. When you're feeling in that state, you're not going to tell anybody how great Jesus is. You're not. You're going to go like this all day long. Pastor Nick, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm all right. 
The inwardness of the heart is the outward manifestation of what's going on. It really is. It really is. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Look up from whence your redemption draweth nigh. People, we have power in prayer. Husband and wives, two or more agree. Not saying you have to pray every day, but when you got issues, God puts you together for a reason. That your help meet, you work together, you're one. God did it that way. You guys have days of prayer in the church. You can murmur and complain all you want. Get your butt in church and join a prayer group and pray. Quit complaining about it and start delivering it before the Father in heaven and let him handle it. God didn't get out of the job of miracles. We got out of the job of believing for miracles. What in the world do you have today that plagues you? What's going on today in your heart right now? I'm sure there's something in your heart right now that you're just so troubled about. You're troubled. It's bothering you. It could be a son, could be a daughter, could be a situation in your marriage, could be a situation with work or this COVID thing and to where you don't know where you're going to go next. You could be troubled about the election and what's going to go on in America. God, I think you could handle it. Amen. You know what I love? I love being outside. I love the ocean. Every time I come to the ocean, I start reading Genesis and say, God, you did this. This is so awesome. This earth spins on its axis. All the beauty of this ocean and of the sand and back in northeastern Ohio, what a wonderful fall. The colors of the trees, the clouds, the winds, the rains, this comfortable breeze. When I took a walk early this morning, felt so wonderful. God, you created it for us to enjoy and the beauty of that thereof. This earth travels around a ball of fire that goes light years in space out of nowhere with a universe that doesn't end and doesn't beginning. And God, you are so awesome. And we feel like he can't handle our problems, that they're too difficult for him to handle. Are you kidding me? But he's a liar. And when you believe his lie, you're defeated. Yeah. We have power in the name of Jesus. For whatever we bind on earth, it is bound. Whatever we loose from the heavens is loose. I have given you the keys of heaven and hell. We forget who we are in Christ. You're not just an average person anymore. Your sons and daughters are the most high God. This is not our home. Our citizenship is in the kingdom. You are ambassadors for the most high God. You are royalty. You are kings and priests. Your father is God almighty. And your elder brother is Jesus, as you sang. King of kings and Lord of lords. Good preaching, Pastor Nick. <clears throat> Thanksgiving will keep you in the will of God. 
in Christ Jesus. Every morning I get up, before the devil has at my mind, I say, God, thank you for another day. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for my children. Thank you for this home. Thank you for a hot shower. Thank you I can still button my own buttons. Thank you that no one has to feed me. Thank you that these feet still take me around. Thank you for all the wonderful things you allowed me to do. Thank you for letting me go to Israel five times. Thank you, Lord, for everything you've done. Thank you. See, thanksgiving will keep you in the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Because if you don't start thanking him, the devil will start saying, this is still going wrong, and that's not going to happen, and this isn't going right in your life, and that's a problem. And that Pastor Rob, who does he think he is? Blah, 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 blah. You want blessed, leave that man alone. Pray for him. He's a good man. The devil will always try to separate you from the man of God he put in your life and start making you think this and that. No, he is a good man. The weight of a pastor is unbelievable. Believe me. Trust me. Trust me. It's not easy. But I appreciate that he allowed me to be in that office. Paul said, thank you, God, that you've called me into the ministry. He thanked him. I want to do something. Pastor Rob, come on up. We're going to pray for his healing. Amen. Then we're going to, I want everybody to stand up. We're going to pray for this man. And then him and I are going to pray for whatever's in your heart. Amen. You're going to lift your hands to the Lord and you're going to put up to God. This burden, this God who created the heavens and earth, who loved you so much, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed, but have life eternal. Amen. Father, I pray for my brother. God, he can't go around with this thing any longer. Lord, you need to, he needs to be in good and perfect health. Lord God, you may use him mightily. God, what he's beginning to do is not even come close to what you have for him in this church. Father, we bind every effect upon this injury. We bind this white flashes, any repercussions from this concussion. We bind fear, doubt. The accuser, that liar, that deceiver, that mocker, we bind you in the name of Jesus. And Father, we loose your virtue from the crown of his head to the very soles of his feet, to the very depths of his spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now, Father, these beautiful people, your children, every troubled heart, every troubled mind. God, these things that we seem so impossible, every hurt, every wound, even as was mentioned with father, no fathers in their life or whatever they came from. God, you are much greater. Amen. God, you are the God of impossibilities. Yes. 
Father, we have a whole church. We're agreeing. Father, you said we're two or more gathered. You're in our midst. You're in our midst. Holy Spirit, heal, deliver, set free, answer prayer. Angels of God, go forth. Ministering angels, bring these prayers to pass. We bind the powers of hell. We command the enemy bound on every front, on every side. Loose these answers. Loose these cries. Loose these prayers in the name above every name in the heaven and the earth the name of jesus christ of nazareth in jesus name give the lord a shout in the sanctuary of the living bless the lord oh my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name hallelujah praise you father Thank Shake someone's hand and say, it is so. It is so. Amen. Amen. It is Amen. so. It is so. Praise God. <laughs> That's how it is. Amen. Can I go I love sit you. down? No. no. <laughs> they can sit down. <laughs> I'm not going to preach after that. <laughs> <clears throat> So I give a quick talk about the property. I, I was I was going to bring it up. Yeah, I, I want you to take a seat for a moment. I want you to hear about an amazing miracle. The days of miracles never ended. They cannot end. Do you know that God's norm is the miraculous? And to say that the day of miracles has ended is to have put God in the past and in the grave. His, his normal is the miraculous. In fact, do you know what bar Jesus set for the church? He wasn't talking about apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists when he said this. He said, these signs will follow them that believe. Amen. They will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They will cast out demons. Yes, sir. They will cast out demons and they shall raise the dead. That, that's the bar. That's the norm. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So Pastor Nick here and his church, they've had an amazing miracle. I want you to share about it right. because I want some of that faith to rub off on us as well. You would put that anointing all over <laughs> us. <laughs> well, all right. well uh, we, started, we started actually at somebody's house. There was, uh, and, and from the house, we went to a shelter house at a park. From there, we were at the YWCA. Uh, I always like to say at the Y, we exercised our faith. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, so anyway, we're believing God for our own home, our own place. And uh, so we bought land in a very nice area. It had went into foreclosure, and we were running into problems and situations with neighbors and everything else. And, you know, the Army Corps of Engineer with, like, a little bit of wetland. So we said, let's really pray. And so actually within a week, which I wish all my prayers were entered in a week, uh, a guy that had worked with prisons was trying to solicit for this land, which was Mike Tyson's property. 
60 acres, 28,000 square foot mansion, big huge outer garage, house out front, two acre lake, one acre lake. This land had been abandoned for probably 10 or 12 years, all grown over this, that, or whatever. So the attorney that had bought it and wrote it off needed a big write-off. The attorneys contacted him. So five years ago, <clears throat> right before Christmas, we're signing paperwork. So all we had to do was pay the realtor and back taxes for 50000 60 acres, wrought iron, 12 foot high, all the way around this beautiful building, even though it was totally, you know, a mess and all of this type of thing, 60 acres, this little church of about 130, 40 people on a Sunday. So we went from the Y to this place. Now, 90-some percent of this place was done by people from the church. We're in an Amish community around us, and these guys were made in carpet. This place, if you go in it, you would think professionals literally came in and redid this entire place. Ooh. So we came in, and it was bitter cold that winter. So we come into the one door where far from the sanctuary was, and we're going, well, these could be kids' rooms, and we could do this and do that. And we got to where the outer court was, where his living room is. This wood in this place is just gorgeous, unbelievable. No kids cut it or painted it or did anything with it. And we said, well, it looks like it's too small. Then we walk. He had a 10,000-square-foot pool. And the pool was empty and it was cracked, but this looked literally like a church. And we said, God, you always had this for us. This little congregation, I'm telling you, you Incredible. better show up. That's all I'm going to say. No more talking, Pastor Rob. We are that talking stuff. It is wonderful. Every time I walk in there. It's amazing. I say, yeah. God, you are amazing. Yeah. See, but he wants to do that for you. Yeah. See, he's got to, we, we lie to ourselves. You, see, he's a father of lies. And if he can lie to you and you believe it, you're nullified. Yeah. I don't have my Bible. I got to have my Bible. But that's the truth. Other than that, it's a lie. God operates in love. He operates in his lies. And if you can believe his lies, he's got you. Mm. He really has. But I'll mm. tell you, the place is wonderful. I mean, we cut trees down. We trimmed back trees. We redid the grass. We cleaned out the ponds. We have this gorgeous, huge patio that we did in the back. It's so wonderful. The place is just beautiful. I mean, Lydia and Joe have been there. That's my other son and and daughter-in-law, and the kids are in your kids' rooms, my three grandkids. But, but see, guys, the joy of the Lord that we have goes on forever. Yeah. We don't die. Great. Don't fear death. It's great. You know, don't jump off buildings, no. But don't fear death. You're not going to die. The very split second this stops, you're on your way to heaven, yeah. Or you're on your way to hell, one or the other. 
but we're on our way to heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Wait, I'm now, done. Now, now I'm hang on a second. Because the, the, the miracle is, is amazing because you still own that land. in We that, still own 40 acres? acres in prime time property with a house on it that some of the men from church, because we remodeled that also. Okay, and so, you, so God miraculously enabled you guys to buy 40 acres in the prime all, area of the city, plus you bought Mike Tyson's old acres. mansion, which was very, very famous. This is where he had the cages with the yeah, uh, tigers. The tigers. Uh, some of you might remember, it was very famous, his property. They did more than an, uh, one or two news uh, TV articles on his uh, property. Yeah, was Don King's training camp was like five miles away. Yeah. That's why he bought that place because yeah. it, it was that close. Amen. But think about it. There's 100 acres there we have. This small church, we don't own Absolutely. a dime. And you know what it was done with? Tithes and offerings. We have a prosperous church because they tithe. If, if you don't want to tithe, I don't have a problem with it. If you want to prosper, you should want to tithe. That's God's. And give it off. You can't outgive God. You put your wealth in God's hands, not yours. Amen. Don't be stingy with God because God ain't stingy. Yeah. Don't do that. Absolutely. That's no special giving funds. No bake sales. If you want to bake, please. I like very good cookies. Just do the word. Do the word. It works. It literally Amen. works. Just do the word. Amen. Can I go sit down? <laughs> no, we're, we're going to end this together. You know, when, whenever you hand a, a microphone to a preacher to say hello, you can expect them to preach. <laughs> and so I fully expected this. This is great. Uh, Pastor Nick, uh, I did a couple of statistics, looked at a few figures. We just had an election. And uh, there are approximately 160 million people voted, approximately. But 4.5 million people cast the deciding vote. 4.5 million, that's nothing. We're a nation of over 330 million but 4.5 million people cast the deciding vote. According to Gallup polls, based on today's population, there's approximately 135 million born-again people in this nation. 4.5 million cast the deciding vote. According to the population and Gallup polls, approximately 135 million born-again people in this nation. If only 10% of them were praying Christians, that's 35 million people. Do you realize that they've spent $14 billion during this election campaign? $14 billion. Something like $6.6 billion just on the presidential race and then just over $7 million on the congressional races. $14 billion. What would happen? They spend $14 billion 
and 4.5 million people decided who would lead this nation and what direction this nation would go in. What would happen if 10% of the born-again Christians really started to push in and pray for a Holy Ghost revival? 35 million is way more than 4.5 million, and we don't have to spend 14 billion. Amen. We can inherit 14 billion. (laughs) With the anointing on your life, we can inherit 14 billion easily. All right? A slither of our population decided who would be president of this nation. You and I are a majority even if we were a minority in numbers. But we are a majority when we stand with the word of God and with the Holy Spirit and with Jesus Christ. You could be by yourself, but if you stand with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost, you're already in the majority. Amen. Church, I want to encourage you. We need to keep believing God for bigger things and better things. Miracles like this are normal for God. We need to push ourselves to go beyond just believing for ourselves and believing for the kingdom of God. What America needs, every one of you as American citizens, We have more to give to this nation than this nation can give to us. While all of America clamored as to who would be the next president and spent $14 billion, you and I hold the key to this nation in our hand, and the answer is Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And I call this church, I call this church to a deeper walk of prayer. I believe the Spirit of God has started moving in our congregation. Things have been happening even in the prayer meetings here during the week. I haven't been attending. I've only attended one or two. As I said, I've been moving a little bit slower. But I was thrilled to hear that in my absence, they're having revival in the prayer meetings. Absolutely. The spirit of intercession coming on them, the power of God moving. I am excited in my spirit. And I want to urge you, all this praying we have been doing hasn't just been for elections. My goodness, God has been calling us to pray for this nation and the nations of the world. In closing, Jesus said, my father's house will be a a house of prayer for the nations. Your call and my call is to come into agreement. What is prayer? Prayer is coming into agreement with the will of God as is written in his word. Every promise you stand on, every claim for healing you stand on, it's written in the word. Everything that is the will of God, when we pray, we come into agreement with the will of the Father so that His will can be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Amen. What America needs is not another election. What America needs is another move of the Holy Spirit. Can I get an agreement? Come on, stand with me this morning.
I'd love for the musicians and the worship leaders to come on to the front. I realize that uh, Michael's probably in uh, uh, Grace and Faith Youth. Uh, so maybe, Kim, if you would be prepared to jump on the drums. And I want us to worship together. I want you to have the opportunity to be on the platform worshiping with your daughter. Oh. Amen. It's great to know that you have uh, other family members down here as well. I, we've preached, okay? This man has already preached. We've had church. We're going to worship. We're going to conclude with worship. I am so glad that you're here. You know, you don't normally tell me when you're coming down. I and, know, I know. And, I, and that never gives me a chance to ask you to preach. That's why I don't tell you. <laughs> you know, you know. Uh, um, <laughs> no, but I understand. When I would go away for vacation, you you want to rest. Um, but you know, as as genuine men who really love the Lord. When you find another man who's passionate for Jesus the way you are, there's an instant bond. There's an instant union. And I love it when I meet men and women who are called into full-time service. And it really is about Jesus for oh. them. And that's what it is with this guy. I love this guy. You know, we don't get to spend enough time together. Pray that he retires down here. <laughs> His other son and daughter might not want yeah, that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I, you know, he's called to an area and God's will be done. But I love this man. And I want you to always honor men and women who are called of God. They're, he's, a, he's a unique man. He's a special person. But listen, you're called of God. I've always told you in this church, every one of you, if you're a born-again believer, you're called to be a minister of the Most High. Don't settle. Don't settle for being an American when you're called to being a son of God. Amen. I happen to be an American, but I am first and foremost a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And God has you, and God has me, and God has us here because God has business to do. I want you to understand that prayer is the extension of repeating God's words. When we pray, we pray the will of the Father. God needs His church on earth repeating the will that is in His heart. When the church prays over America, the Holy Spirit starts to move. When the church prays that people will come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit moves. Don't underestimate. Who would have thought 4.5 million people would have decided the president of the greatest nation on the earth? Who would have thought it only took 4.5 million people? There is way more of us than there is of those who decided the presidency of this nation. When we pray, God hears. And when we pray, God answers. The question is, if we pray. And I urge every one of you to let the Holy Ghost 
move you on the inside. And let's believe God not just for another day of church, but let's believe God for another great outpouring of His Holy Spirit. What America needs now is for the church of Jesus Christ to stand up and be the church of Jesus Christ. Amen. Can I get an agreement? Come on, let's sing it. Yours is the kingdom. Stay, worship with me. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory.
church are heading towards a tremendous breakthrough I, I have a sense I, I have no logical things to point to I have a sense that soon there'll be an, a breakout an outbreak of growth and of the Holy Ghost one of our biggest problems here and it's not a problem but one of our little challenges is parking and we need the kind of faith God has blessed you with. And I want you to pray over our church. I want you to pray over this congregation, a blessing. Over the people in general, but over this church, that God will enable us to break out and acquire whatever lands we need so that we can accommodate the growth that's coming. With all of my heart, I believe that revival is due. And with all of my heart, I believe that God will allow us to play some part. And so we need greater facilities, greater parking. And I respect the gift of God on your life. We have faith for different things. We can grow in faith for all things. But you obviously manifest a great anointing in this area as well as many areas. And I want you as a church to come into agreement. As this man of God prays over this house and releases us into the blessing of greater financial ability and the ability to acquire prime assets of land. Will you agree with me? Will you agree with me? Do you believe that revival is in the air? Amen. So, Pastor Nick, if you would do that. Break whatever curse you might feel there might be and release the blessing of God. And if God gives you a prophetic word, whatever, uh, but I give you complete freedom in this pulpit. Father, what we see today is what we see today. Lord, even in our own lives at the Living Word Sanctuary, as we cried out to you, Lord, you just poured out the windows of heaven that we could not consume all that you did. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, this is a good people. Lord, they love you. And God, they want to see souls 
and to bring souls they need Amen. more room and they need parking places father yes, you God. have a vision you are the alpha and the omega you are the author and the finisher of their faith lord what you have written for the church here god you have written a successful powerful ending god move them in that Amen. Amen. If you must take them by the scruff of their neck and move them in an area far yes, from God. where they think they should be, like you did for us, then move in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we come against hindering spirits. Yes. Bind them. Bind Amen. fear and doubt and unbelief. Bind you, them in the name of Jesus. Come against Thank every you, power of the air. Bind them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Holy Spirit, guide this man. Amen. Lord, you said you, that, Lord, you would bring people that you said there is a friend born on the earth for the days of adversity. God, give him wisdom Amen. Yes. and knowledge yes. and skill Amen. and understanding and Jesus. discernment to Jesus. see the devils afar off. Guide him. Father, put on his heart. Bring Amen. somebody. Move in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, as we prayed earlier for the congregation, God, it is for everyone in this church to be blessed. Amen. Not to heap it upon ourselves. Not to think we have arrived or we have made it. When Thank someone you, says, what is this great thing that you have, you'll say, God has done it. Amen. Our God Amen. has done it. Lord, I Amen. believe you from children's ministries. They need room to expand even the things they're doing Thank now. You, God, these men and women who worship you here on this stage, Lord, fill it with trumpets and horns and Father, fill it with Amen. singers. God did it that the roof can contain the praises of Almighty God, that people would fall in the spirit under the worship. Yes, yes, yes. This man's heart, his love for you would be poured upon the congregation. God, that they fall in love with you afresh. Lord, you are a God of miracles. Even as the man brought his son who threw himself into the fire and said, help mine unbelief. God, we say in all of our lives, help our unbelief. Father, this Sunday, God, let it be pivotal in our lives. Amen. That we have prayed this day and yes. we believe this Amen. day it shall come For to heaven pass. And earth. Father, so be we it. as a church and as a people so be it. give you all the glory yes god yes. and all of the honor amen and all of the praise amen. in jesus, Thank you, jesus mighty awesome wonderful amen. name and the amen. church said amen amen Amen. Amen. Yes, we all are. Well, God bless you, church. Uh, love on one another. Uh, hug each other. Make sure the other person's okay with that. Uh, but bless each other. Have a great week. 
and we will see you again here on Sunday. I want to encourage you. Several weeks ago, I put a challenge out to pray and fast intermittently as the Holy Spirit leads you for a continued move of His Spirit. And uh, I know where the Spirit of God has taken us. Let's all go there together. God bless you. Have an awesome week. Look forward to being back with you again. In Jesus' name, amen.